Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am joined on the show by New Mexico Lightning midfielder Tanya Chavez. She's been on the podcast before. Tanya, what's going on with you? Oh, hi. Um, you know, just ending our season, the PSL. We we are complete. We're done. However, we are trying to do a PSL Classic next month, or I should say in May. Okay. Um, out in Texas. But other than that, I mean, yeah, just trying to wind down. Um, body's a little beat up, but I love it. <laughs> well, when it comes to soccer players, indoor and outdoor, there is no off season. They're just taking a little break. As mm-hmm. the Columbus Rapid season is about to come to an end, they have two more games. They lost yesterday to the Memphis Americans. On the road, the the men and women's team lost. The men actually scored five goals, and they had a 5-4 lead. The Memphis Americans team had hat tricks from Alvarado, Jordy Jordovich, Mike Scharf, and they were able to win 11-5. That was a very high-scoring game. The women lost 8-1. I was impressed with Brianna Conley. Brianna Conley, if you know this player, I know, Tanya, you – you watch a lot of the Rapids games. I know that Olivia Gerald, the leading goal scorer. There's also Emily Burke, who had two goals in the Fayetteville game. So Brianna Conley, she's 17 years old. She plays high school soccer. So she was playing outdoor high school soccer and indoor soccer for the Rapids simultaneously. She actually had her senior night a couple of weeks ago where she scored five goals. Now she signed in a letter of an intent to go play at Georgia Southern in the fall, but the Rapids are lucky to have her. She is a young, energetic player. I don't know if you watch some of the games. She's fat. She can steal the ball and race down the the field quick for a counterattack. And she ha- is leading the NISL in assists. She had the goal to put Columbus up one nothing against Memphis. However, the legs gave out. You know, Tanya, being a soccer player, and when you're playing on the road, I don't know what rules you have, but the NISL rules state you can only dress 12 players for the game. Meanwhile, the home team gets 14 players. How much of a disadvantage is for the road teams? Oh, I think it's a major disadvantage because of the subbing. I mean, the game is so quick, and subbing is important. Getting fresh legs out there is super important. So I, I believe it's a disadvantage. I mean, we go through it in our league, and actually we don't have a cap on home or away games, but – um, it's hard to take uh, enough players to away games because of work and other other things that might, you know, not be available. So we sometimes only take nine players and we get gas pretty fast because of the pace. Um, and then if somebody gets injured, that's another problem. So I think it's a huge advantage for the home team to have more subs than the away team. All right, so the Columbus Rapids women's team is currently 5-11 and on the season. They are in third place in the NISL. 
And the men's team is also in third place. They are 4-12. and 12. Tanya, we got two games left. I know that you're a big Rapids fan and you watch the games on the YouTube channel for the NISL. Two more home games that I will be calling, and then that's a wrap. That's a season. And officially, my play-by-play duties for the Columbus Rapids will come to a close, and the first season will be in the books. But I call the game on March the 31st against the Memphis Americans, and then on April the 1st against the Rome Gladiators, which is military night. So if you bring your ID to Fort Benning, MWR has donated 3,000 tickets to the MWR in Fort Benning. Hopefully we have a packed house for military night as a lot of free tickets. I know a lot of people stationed on Fort Benning that would love to take advantage of those free tickets. And so I'm excited about these last two games. And then Tanya, the playoffs, which is going to be hosted by Fayetteville, will start April 2nd and 3rd. Now every team is eligible for the playoffs. My big thing is I'm hoping that they treat it like a neutral site so everybody gets to dress 14 players i i hope so i mean being a playoff game you would think that they would allow that um that way there's no advantage um and then that way it could be a fair game i mean playoffs anything can change look at the ncaa tournament all these uh underseated teams are are beating the top ranked teams that you know so i mean anything can happen um so hopefully it does turn out where they can take the same amount of players and have an even game I am like looking forward to watching. I just I can't wait because I love that league. Everything is it is it's neat. I enjoy watching the games and I do watch the rapid games the most. And so uh, I just can't wait. You know, I told uh, Coach Miguel. I talked to him last week and I mentioned that I, I was a little behind. I get behind on the games, but I will eventually catch up. And um, they I guess a few weeks ago uh, the rabbits had lost, and he mentioned, "Well, I hope you didn't watch that game because we played horrible." And I told him why I didn't watch it, but, you know, I'm going to catch up and I look forward to the playoff games next month. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. You know, last week I had Olivia Gerald on the podcast and it was a very short interview. I mean, she was very hard to get. There was an open window. I was actually going on vacation. I was on the way to Florida on vacation. We got on the phone. I thought the interview was very well. It, It was very short. It was only 10 minutes long. Did you happen to catch that uh, interview with Olivia on the podcast last week? I did. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I mean, I learned some interesting things about her. I I don't know her personally, but I mean, watching her on the YouTube channel and then hearing you talk about her, um, it was really interesting to to hear from her perspective. And I, you know, she said that, you know, she's tired and she's going to take some time off to rest and get her body back. And I, I know she's going through, I mean, I have the same problem, but as you mentioned earlier, there's no off season. I mean, yeah, we could take a few days off, but I mean, we still got to work out and everything. And um, she mentioned she tried out for the Houston dash and as I did, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I like the 10 minutes long. I liked it. I wish you would have had a little bit longer with her, but um, it was really nice to hear from a current player. Yeah. We had to cut the interview short. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it was just one of those situations where there was a window and I took it. And I was glad that she was able to come on the podcast. You know, she's been on a podcast before as uh, she's a very good interview. Like she enjoys doing that. She loves being in the spotlight. And that's what superstars usually, they they thrive on being in the spotlight. And Olivia is our superstar in, on this team. I mean, she's our leading goal scorer. But there's a lot of great players as well that compliment Olivia. 
Uh, I, I I think of Emily Burke has scored two goals in the Fayetteville game. I watched the Fayetteville game from start to finish. That was the first road contest that the Columbus Rapids women's team won. Again, this Tanya, they were up three to nothing, and Fayetteville scored the three quickest goals I ever witnessed. And I was actually eating dinner with my family. I blink. I look up at the TV because I had the YouTube playing on the TV. I look up and it's three three. Uh, did you happen to catch that game? or No, I haven't been able to catch that game, but um, it's on my bucket list to, to catch that game because I, I heard it was close and I heard it was just tight. You know, I love yes. games like that. Yes, they won it in overtime. Thank goodness. Uh, they won it on the same play that Fayetteville beat us in overtime at the Columbus Civic Center. It was on an own goal. It was just – it took a bad deflection. And Fayetteville, it, it deflected off the Fayetteville player and right into the net. And that is very unfortunate when you're a goalkeeper where you don't know where the ball's coming from. And so Fayetteville lost a heartbreaker as as the Rapids lost a heartbreaker the last time they played Fayetteville. But I actually, I told Olivia this on the podcast last week. If the Rapids are at full strength, and I'm talking they have Olivia, Casey Hall, Brianna Conley, Kalia Utsi. If they have uh, Maddie DeFranco, Maddie Peterson, the two newcomers that played for Columbus State earlier in the fall of last year, I think they could beat anybody in the NISL. Oh, yeah. Agreed. I mean, anytime you have all your players there, it makes a total difference. And that comes to scheduling. And I did notice that there was the, those two Maddies were signed recently. Um, yes, but, interesting yeah. story uh, on that, Tanya. Uh, they were playing soccer in the fall for Columbus State University. I'm starting to joke around and say that Columbus State University is the farm system for the Columbus Rapids because it seems like Olivia went to Columbus State, Shiva Razi went to Columbus State, uh, Bria Riancho, Sydney Vadney, and now Maddie Peterson and Maddie DeFranco. A lot of Rapids women's players played soccer at Columbus State. Yeah, I noticed that too. That's very interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's a good thing, you know, have a little farm team. Oh, pretty much. We're going to be uh, going to Columbus State soccer games and scouting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I joke around. Uh, they they actually, um, I, I work for a high school, Russell County High School, and I was getting to know some of the soccer players. And I was passing out some paraphernalia, some magnets, and uh, tell them to come support the Rapids. You know, they showed up at a basketball game. You know, I'm a public address announcer for Russell County basketball. They showed up in their Russell County soccer gear, and uh, I, I had a moment there with them saying, you know, hey, I, I call games for the Rapids. Uh, you should come out and check out a game, you know. And, and that's really big. That when you're playing soccer in this community, to have that professional indoor team, even though you may be an outdoor player, to have that indoor team in your city, it's a big deal to them. And they're also just a major impact on the the young women that play soccer as well. And then the men the same way. I'm very fortunate that we have a men and women's team. This is the first time ever that we have a league where we field a men and women's team. And they're both exciting. Uh, they got great players. And I've gotten to know all of them. And I'm kind of sad, uh, Tanya, that the season is wrapping up, but I cannot wait until next season. And, and hopefully I keep in touch with them and, and I can get them on the podcast during the offseason to keep them relevant. Yeah, I mean, that's important, the offseason, keeping teams relevant, keeping players relevant, keeping their heads in the game, because it could be easily to lose focus. And, I mean, I'm always saddened when seasons end. Right now, I mean, 
our season's over because we didn't make it to nationals. We made it the last couple years. Nationals is this weekend in Chicago for PSL. Oh. Um, but yeah, so but the Texas teams wanted to do a PSL Classic for the Southwest Division um, in May or June. So, um, and that's just because most of our division teams didn't make it to nationals this year. Uh, only one team went, which is Dallas. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's not really an extension, but yeah, right now, like, it's just sad. I mean, no, you know, we're technically in the off season, and it's just here in New Mexico, it's hard to to stay focused because we're a small state. Albuquerque's the biggest town in our state, but I, I have to keep my girls focused. You know, I'm the team captain, so I'm trying to make sure they're playing indoor, or outdoor, or staying in shape because it's really easy just to to get out of shape and lose focus. Oh yeah. So, Tanya, do you have a scheduled date where you're going to come out to Columbus and try out for the Rapids? Not yet. Um, I I have been trying to discuss that with Miguel, and he's just unsure when things are going to unfold. Um, I am going to sign the player tryout form that's on the website. Um, if I had to guess, I would think he keeps thinking maybe sometime in the summer or okay. early fall. Um, but we are our division is trying to make a, a little scrimmage game with the Rapids. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we're trying to take our all-star team to play them down there in Columbus. And I um, heard that you made that all-star team? I did, yeah. Yep. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, yeah. So I feel really honored, and um, I just I just want to see how far I can take myself, honestly. I mean, I'm getting older, but age is just a number because it's it really depends on how well you take care of your body. Switching gears, Tanya, uh, did you fill out a bracket for March Madness? I did. I filled out quite a few on the ESPN um, app. Uh, I also previously filled out a second chance Sweet 16 bracket because my brackets got busted. So. Yeah, everybody's everybody's <laughs> has, especially when St. Peter took out Kentucky. I had mm-hmm. Tennessee and Auburn going to the Final Four. So my bracket, well, I did it online. I mean, I, I joke around. I have a paper bracket. I, I, I used to print it out and write it in pencil. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did it online. Um, that's a great idea to redo the bracket when you have the Sweet 16. Yeah, you know, I don't know what other apps do it, but ESPN does it. And I filled a, out like three more yesterday. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I used to do the pencil thing too. And now I just rely on the apps. But yeah, okay. I just, I don't know. Uh, I didn't have Tennessee or Auburn going to the Final Four. I mean, my teams are still alive. Um, you know, Arizona, Gonzaga, I have them in the final. I believe I've reseeded it as well, and I'm picking Gonzaga and Arizona in the final. I believe it's going to be a clean sweep for the state of Arizona. The Arizona Wildcats are going to win the NCAA tournament, and the Phoenix Suns are going to win the NBA finals. Oh, hey, yeah, that sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, Arizona's our our neighbors here, and um, I, I went to college down in Arizona for a semester, so I am a Wildcat fan, and... I am choosing them to win it all as well. I just, they scared me the other night though. I mean, TCU gave it to them. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That was a, I mean, that was a late game for you, but they went into OT and, um, man, I was biting my nails because I just thought they were going to kind of win that game, not easily, but not, I didn't think it was going to be neck and neck the whole game. It was very good. Oh, yeah. TCU put up a fight. Uh, Arizona should have closed it out at, uh, off that dunk, but, you know, time expired. <laughs> it's just a, what a way to, ended it's just an exciting game all these games have been 
exciting and i love filling out a bracket the women's side looks pretty good did you see that score where south carolina was leading howard at halftime 44 to 4 yeah i saw that on my phone and i i kind of couldn't believe it and then the final score was pretty ridiculous as well uh but poor howard but i mean at least they got to go <laughs> yeah they, they they did get to go um i know uh new mexico state uh, they won a, a tournament game. I know you're from Albuquerque and you're a New Mexico fan, but congratulations to New Mexico State for um, we we beat UConn, but yeah, we lost. Beat, beat UConn, yes, yeah, but we lost in the second game and uh, it was all right. I mean, if they lost had played, to Arkansas, played, right? Yeah, and okay. the game was slow. The first half was really slow. Um, I don't know what was going on between both teams, but. Darn, if we had played as well as we did in the second half, we would have won that game. Well, I tell you, yeah. your your team is New Mexico from the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Tanya, the, the Mountain West had a terrible showing at the NCAA <laughs> tournament, just as bad as the SEC. But you had Boise State get throttled by Memphis. You mm-hmm. had San Diego State lose in their first round game to Creighton. You had Colorado State lost to Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah, the Mountain West did not have a very good tournament. Oh, Wyoming lost in their play-in game. The thing is, is this the first time we had four Mountain West teams get invited in a long time, and we did not show well. It was really sad. <laughs> um, usually, San Diego State does pretty good, honestly. I was kind of shocked that they lost. I was watching that game, too, and I, I don't know what happened to those guys. You know, I it's just weird. Um it kind of sucks because we don't get a lot of teams invited to the tournament. But of course, I'm a big UNLV fan, and I'm, mm-hmm. I was sad that they uh, didn't make it in. And you know, plus I used to live near San Jose State, so yeah, you have ties to the Mountain West. I'm from California. I'm I'm a big fan of the Mountain West. I uh, would have liked to see it a better showing, but the SEC they completely got embarrassed in this tournament as Auburn and Tennessee go down in the second round Alabama loses to Notre Dame yet LSU losing to Iowa State and Arkansas is hanging on for dear life in the SEC and I still think they're going to lose to Gonzaga but Gonzaga right now I mean I know I'm picking Arizona to beat Gonzaga but Gonzaga looks like the odds on favorite to win the whole thing, especially with their play with Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy as they willed their way to come from behind from the Memphis Tigers by double digits. And I'm really excited about March Madness, Tanya. I know the casual fan stopped watching March Madness after that first weekend, but I think it's just getting started. I enjoy these Sweet 16 matches. Uh, What Sweet 16 matchup are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I I mean, I got to go with Arizona still because they love yeah, Houston's a good team because you you never know what Houston's gonna do. They they have gone pretty far recently, and like last year, Arizona wasn't allowed any postseason games. Um, and then they're a young team, Arizona is so, and a new coach. The coach is new, first year. Um, okay. but yeah, I guess I think it's gonna be a really athletic game. Um, Houston's athletic. We Arizona needs to rebound because their rebounding was horrible the other night, both offensively and defensively. 
Um, but that's going to be a good game. And then I'm looking forward to the Duke game because, you know, Coach K, this is his last season. I think those guys are going to play hard to get them to the final game. Yeah, I'm just looking forward for to the, the Duke match as well because just because of that, Coach K's last season. And I know, I mean, those guys are going to play as hard as they can to, to just keep Duke going. So they're a number two seed. I mean, they got, you know, they're a good team. And then they could end up playing Gonzaga. And I have uh, Gonzaga and Purdue. I picked them to go to the Final Four to start in the bracket. So they're still alive. So half of my bracket's still alive. I would love to see Purdue win it all. They've never won an NCAA title. Uh, neither has Providence. Uh, neither has Texas Tech. Uh, I really am a fan when non-traditional teams win a championship. Like, you have your Blue Bloods. You have your Duke, your Kentucky, your Kansas, your North Carolina, and your Michigan State. If you want to count Villanova and Gonzaga in there, I mean, sure, why not? But these teams like Baylor and Virginia and then Texas Tech going to the title game in 2019, I want to see them do well. Um, I want to see Michigan do well. They've had uh, two appearances in the finals in the last 10 years, and uh, they are considered a blue blood, I guess. I mean, they've done pretty well. Louisville? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Louisville ain't going to be in the postseason for a long time. Uh, did you know, uh, funny funny story, I was going to have a trivia on my show and ask the question, who won the NCAA title in 2013? You know you know the answer, right? Louisville, right? It's, 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 it's nobody. Nobody. Oh, nobody. It's vacant. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I think that's funny. I mean – yeah, but don't don't tell them that they they have that memory of. Uh, do you do you agree with stripping somebody's title or taking away Reggie Bush's Heisman, or like taking down a, a runner up banner, just just because you had an ineligible player or you you violated NCAA rules? No, I don't like that. And I, now I I caught up to you. I do remember hearing Louisville being stripped. I do remember now that because Rick Pitino's our coach, right? Yes, that's something to do with him. Okay. Yeah, I don't there. I mean, I feel bad for Reggie Bush because he's a good running back. And I, I remember watching him, you know, I thought he was a great player. Um, but no, I'm not a fan of that, like making the whole team pay for something that maybe a coach caused or, you know, I mean, the same thing with Arizona with Sean Miller, you know, and that staff, um, and you that, know, they, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, now Sean Miller is going to get a job at Xavier, which he used to be the coach. So uh, I, I guess with college basketball winding down, you got your soccer season winding down. Are you a baseball fan? Yeah, I uh, I like the Angels. I like Mike Trout, Otani. Um, I know they haven't been doing too well. I know, I mean, Trout was injured almost the whole season last year. Yes. Um, so, I mean, hopefully they can come out of it. I like their new manager they got last year. Um, uh, Madden. Madden. Yeah, Madden. He yeah. coached the Cubs to a World Series in 2016. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, and I think if these guys can stay healthy, I believe the Angels can have a, a good season. We've got the guns. We just, I mean, we can't stay healthy, you know, for some reason. And, I mean, it's a long season, but now it's not because of the lockout. Um, well, they are going to have 162 games. Uh, opening day okay. will be April the 7th. So, yeah, they'll have some doubleheaders in there. Okay. Um, I'm happy the baseball's back. Um, that's That's great. I mean, hopefully the Angels do well. I think uh, what Shohei Otani has done is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, not since Babe Ruth have we had an Iron Man player, like a pitcher player, is 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 amazing. It's like playing 
Ironman rules and indoor football. It's it's just so amazing what Shohei Otani has done on the mound. And when he's not pitching, he is DH and, and he is hitting 46 home runs for the Angels. It's just incredible. I, I don't think we'll ever see a player like Shohei Otani ever. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't normally see pitchers that can hit. And that's like, I'm amazed by that, you know, and I just, I don't want to lose a player. Like I know, I think they re-signed him or are trying to get an extra, like, uh, you know, his contract to be extended, but I hope it works because he's a good pitcher. He's a good, a great hitter. And then if Trout can stay healthy, I think, oh, I just hope that we have a better season. I want them to go to the playoffs. Well, let's talk outdoor soccer. I know you're an indoor soccer player. Let's talk some outdoor soccer. Because a big shout out to your friend, the the guy that introduced me to you, Eric Taylor, as his team, Barcelona, beats Real Madrid 4-0 on Sunday. I want to try to get him on the podcast next week because I I always try to have him on when we get into World Cup qualifying games. And, of Mm -hmm. course, tonight the United States takes on Mexico in World Cup qualifying. Um, are you a big fan of international soccer and World Cup qualifying, or do you like the MLS? No, I like the World Cup qualifying. I honestly don't really pay too much attention to the MLS. I'm more of like an English Premier League uh, fan. But, yeah, like I'm totally looking forward to the game. It's going to be in Mexico. It's going to be really tough for the United States, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the thing is the United States do not play well outside of our own soil. It's always a struggle for some reason. So let's see what happens. Um, I know we might be missing some players. There's some injuries. I think Sergio Des is might be injured. He did. Yes. I don't think he played for Barca, the Barcelona the other day. Well, George Bello is, uh-huh. is got, was a late add-on. As long yeah. as Christian Pulisic is playing, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I clearly that's the one player that I know that plays for the United States. Uh, yeah. I think that just, if they lose to Mexico, if they're they're still in good position as they are in third place behind Canada and Mexico. They just got to make sure that teams like Panama or um, Costa Rica doesn't start winning games because Costa Rica right now is in that fifth place matchup, but they're not too far behind Panama. And uh, I really don't know what's happening with Honduras. I thought Honduras was a better team, but uh, I- I'm just shocked that Canada uh, could have an opportunity to make it to the World Cup for the first time since 1986. And that would be great to see Canada and the United States both in the World Cup. Yeah, a total change. Um, I mean, the Canada women's national team is relevant. And you're right, it's really weird. Really- the men up there in first place um i think their canadian league is helping them i don't watch it but i i mean anytime you have a local league i think it helps you know um but yeah i'm pretty surprised and shocked at that they're leading in the Concacaf, and then you know costa rica the thing is the united states play costa rica in that third game next week uh, over in costa rica so it could be a big game depending on how we do in mexico we do have a home match in in between there in orlando um, but man, yeah, I just, the thing is, is the United States, they do well sometimes. And then towards the end of qualifying is when we collapse. And this is no time for that. No time. That's what happened yes. Four years ago. <laughs> yes. They lost to Trinidad and Tobago at a high school mm-hmm. stadium. I remember that game. I was yep. trying to find that game on TV because I wanted to watch it. And then all of a sudden they lost. And I'm like, the United States has been eliminated from the world cup qualifying. And I'm like, what? I mean, they always make this. What? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, um, but the Women's World Cup is in 2023, right? 
Yeah, it's in Australia, I believe. So I think, you know what, it's probably going to be like in the beginning of the year, maybe January or February, it might be because, you know, the there that's their summer. So oh, they yeah. should yeah, find like with the World Cup this year is in November because Qatar, <laughs> it's like 120 degrees out there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the thing is that the women do a tournament for qualifying. They don't do this roundabout. They, do they don't do World Cup qualifying. They like, do, but they do like a weird tournament. They do it in a tournament setting. Um, okay. They don't do, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why they do that, but that should be starting like probably in the fall, if not sooner. Because, I mean, they haven't said that it's going to be in January, February, but that's when Australia has summer. So, okay. Yeah, that would make, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, but a, a funny story when I was calling a Rapids game, uh, you remember the 2010 World Cup in South Africa? where they had this instrument called the Vuvuzela. Yeah. Okay, so they uh, were blowing the Vuvuzela at the Columbus Rapids game the last time I called the game, and I just had to make a comment. I have not heard of Vuvuzela since the 2010 World Cup, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, those had gone out of style. I actually have one at home. Um, and it's, I don't know if you've ever blown into one, but it's, it's hard to blow into it and make it have that sound. If you blow in wrong, nothing comes out of it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it just sounds like dead air. Um, but you know, there's a soccer store in, in Albuquerque and she doesn't even have those on the shelf anymore. I don't know where those went, but they're cool. You yeah. know, I miss those. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Tanya, for being on the podcast. And as always, I'll keep in touch with you and uh, try to get you back on whenever uh, you can. Um, it's always great to talk not just soccer, but you seem like a passionate sports fan about other sports. And I think that's pretty cool is that I, I first when I first met you, uh, when you came on the podcast, you, I recognized you as Tanya, the soccer player, you know, the midfielder for the New Mexico Lightning. But you're more than just that. You're actually a very good sports fan, and, and you're passionate about sports. And I think that's pretty cool. Not just soccer, but baseball, basketball, football. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I watch everything. I, I, I used to post all kinds of stuff on my Facebook about games. I just haven't done it. But, no, I watch it. You know, I'm, I watch all the sports. Like I said, I don't really do golf. I'm not really good with that. Um, but most of the other sports I do watch and I enjoy it. You know, I was glued to the TV with the tournament this past weekend. So I was watching some of the women's games as well. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. You know, uh, my customers at work are shocked when I can talk to them about things like earlier today, this guy was wearing number 42 and I was like, Hey, are you a pitcher for baseball? Yeah. I was like, do you like, Jackie Robinson and he mentioned Mariano Rivera and I was like oh yeah you were 42 for the Yankees and he just looked at me like how do you know that you yes. know 42 is for the New York Yankees was not retired mm -hmm. at the time Mariano Rivera which is going to be retired now because Mariano Rivera yes. you know the best closer in baseball um but yeah it, it was great having you on the podcast and uh definitely keep in touch yeah, definitely. Yeah, anytime you need me, I'll I'll be happy to go on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I might I might need you back on the podcast to close out Columbus Rapids weekly. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll you know, let me know when and then I'll I'll make sure I catch those games before we go on. <laughs> so I can <laughs> there you go. have a picture to, you know, talk about.
All right, that was New Mexico Lightning midfielder Tanya Chavez out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Always great having her on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.